Good morning, USA. Hey, fam. Good morning. Good morning, Yeezy. It's Tuesday. What up, Yeezy? I'm in Cleveland right now. You're in Cleveland. And then I had to do to Chicago today, and the weather is so bad everywhere. So I was in Detroit yesterday, and we drove from Detroit to Cleveland, but it was snowing really, really hard. It was a blizzard in Detroit. Yeah, I see a plane ran, went off the runway uh, in Chicago, In Chicago. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so then we drove here to Cleveland, where it's also snowing currently, and, and then we go to Chicago. But I don't know if we're going to, I don't know what's going to happen with that flight today, because I know they canceled like 1,200 flights yesterday in Chicago. Right. So Charlemagne, what's up, Charlemagne? Peace. What's happening? What's going on? It's Tuesday, right? It is Tuesday. Yeah, I was hungover all day yesterday. Oh, you went to a Frosty wedding, right? I see Frosty's wedding. Congratulations to DJ Frosty. My brother DJ Frosty got married in Columbia, South Carolina on Sunday. Uh, I was the best man in the wedding, me and my man Malik. And you know how, like, you drink stuff that you don't normally drink because there's nothing else at the bar? Because I love weddings, right? I don't go lie. I get so emotional at weddings. I'm talking about, like... I get emotional like Ricky Mama in the living room on Boys in the Hood Still after crying. he got shot. Oh, my As God. As you should. It's a special I, moment. Yeah, I just love to see that love come right. together. You know what I mean? I've been to two great weddings this year. My man Elvis Duran and Alex, uh, but my man Frosty. And it's always good when you see your, your, your brothers that you came up with get married. Absolutely. Because you remember when we was hoes. Okay. And we was running them streets filthy. You okay. know what I'm saying? And both of so, y'all made it out. Yes, man. Okay. And it's just a beautiful thing, especially seeing brothers come together with their with they, with they black wives mm-hmm. and just to find all false narratives of black family, man. So I was drinking um, Tito's and vodka. Okay. All, I mean, Tito's and Tonic. I said Tito's and Vodka. I might still be hungover. Tito's and Tonic. Tito's and Tonic. Okay. I've never drinking Tito's in my life. Me neither. I can see why Tito's got so popular so fast. Why? Because it's really, really good. <laughs> okay. But I was hungover bad yesterday. Really? Oh, my God. Really bad. Okay. And, and, I, and I had to get up early for a flight. Ugh. And shout out to Wax. I, I seen... Um, Wax got dressed up for the wedding. He did. Wax was the <laughs> usher in Frosty's wedding. He had a suit on and he had Tim's on. He had a suit, he had a suit <laughs> on. He had Tim's no, I'm going to tell you what's so crazy about on. that. He did. He had on black Tim's. So we had a group chat going, right? Like all my partners from back home, like mm. Mike, my man Coop, my man T-Mobile, Freddie G's. And the bet was, what is Wax going to wear to the wedding? Okay. So they was like, I got $10, he wears Tim's. Somebody was like, I got $10, he wears a hat. They're like, no, nah, I got $20 that he'll put the hat on at the reception. So it was a real bet going on. He beat everybody because he came in black Tim's with the suit black and a hat. So, so no, so so nobody won nothing. Jeez. All right. Listen, he got Tim's for all occasions, bro. Good. He had black Tim's though. They look like the dress Tim's. Yeah, black Tim's. I, I was I was shocked. I was like, wow. He had on black Tim's with the suit. With his suit. Okay. It really looked like he was at a funeral. It's- but he was the usher at the wedding. He dressed up. Yeah, but dropping the clues bombs for my man DJ Frosty, man. 803's finest. All right. We had a ball in Columbia on Sunday. Well, let's get the show cracking. Front page news. What are we talking about? 
Well, you know what? We might as well give you all updates on what's going on with the weather. I know we talked about that a little bit just now. And we'll talk about a man who was detained for eating a sandwich on the train. A police officer actually gave him a citation and detained him as well. And people are outraged about that. Police are fed up with these Popeye's chicken sandwiches. Was it a Popeye's chicken sandwich? Every time you sandwich? see somebody with no. a Popeye's chicken oh. sandwich in their hand, it might be some violence. Okay. All right? <laughs> All right. We'll get into that next. Keep it locked. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Good morning, everybody. It's DJ MV, Angela Yee. Angela. Angela Yee. Angela. God, we are The Breakfast Club. Let's get in some front page news. Now, NFL football! Seattle beat the uh, 49ers last night 27-24. to 24. Wow, that's the 49ers' first loss of the season. Yes, it is. I, I, when I was watching the game, Russell Wilson, I mean, the 49ers was kind of handling uh, the Seahawks. It went into overtime, right? Yeah, it went oh. into overtime. I didn't see it. I was sleeping. Man. I was actually up watching that at this place called Town Hall in Cleveland. And I passed out. I was knocked out. Yeah, I was done by 8.45 last night. What, what else are we talking about? Well, about 70% of the United States is experiencing freezing temperatures this week with this Arctic blast that has hit almost two-thirds of the country. So they said over 240 million people are under winter warnings. And as I stated earlier, if you are flying to Chicago, yesterday more than 1,200 flights were canceled to Chicago's O'Hare Airport. And they said also a flight slid off the runway. So yesterday morning that happened, and Chicago's Midway Airport also reportedly canceled nearly 100 flights in the past 24 hours, and schools are also closing or issuing delays ahead of this expected freeze. Now across the Northeast, more than 70 schools in Vermont, New Hampshire, and New York State have already canceled classes due to the snow. Now what do y'all mean when y'all say a plane slid off the runway? Well, it, slid uh, well, off it the was runway. a flight, yeah, it didn't, coming it didn't in from Greensboro, North else. Carolina. But it slid off the, the direct runway. So it didn't go into a ditch. It didn't go into, you know, any a body of water. just kind of slid off into another oh, area. Oh, like a little cha-cha to the right. Cha-cha now. But it's because of the icy conditions. So all 38 passengers and three crew members were removed from the aircraft. They are all safe, and there were no injuries. Right, but it did beautiful. slide off the runway, so that's because of ice. All right, now Facebook has apologized after employees have been complaining about a racist company culture. They did say after an anonymous blog that complained about that racist culture toward black, Hispanic, and female Asian employees. Uh, in the past, anonymous Facebook employees have detailed a number of very racist incidents at the company. I don't know if you guys saw this post, this anonymous blog post, but they said no one at Facebook or anywhere should have to put up with this behavior. And the vice president of corporate communications also said, we are sorry. It goes against everything that we stand for as a company. We're listening and working hard to do better. They said things have gotten worse since former employee Mark Lucky published a note back in November of 2018 that Facebook had a black people problem, racism, discrimination, bias, and aggression do not come from big moments. Mm. They said it's the small actions that mount up over time and build into a culture where we are only meant to be seen as quotas, but never heard, never acknowledged, never recognized, and never accepted. Oh, racism so, exists everywhere. So when you put, you know, those people in positions of power, it's going to be very hard for them to ever look at those type of employees as as equals, mm. if any, if anything. All right, the, pl- the police in San Francisco detained a man for eating a sandwich on the train platform, and the video was posted on social media. Now, according to the officer, he's saying that he was just doing his job because there are signs everywhere that tell you there is no eating in that area. The officer, uh, you know, is saying that he was doing what was right, but Foster said he was doing nothing wrong. That's the person who was detained and issued a citation. According to Foster, he says that he refused to give his name because he didn't feel like he did anything that warranted that. Listen to this audio. You are detained and you're not free to go. You come up here and with me. You single me out out of all these people. You're 
Well, I'm just glad it wasn't a Popeye's chicken sandwich. That was number one. Uh, number two, I really hate cops who enforce those little BS laws like that, like no eating. No like eating you don't got nothing else better to do. Number three, why what? is that a law? Well, they said they said it. Area. They said it's a law because of cleanliness uh, issues they've been having. I guess people eat, and then it causes garbage and things like that to be tossed onto the floor. So it should be a no, Maybe it's, a no littering yeah, law. No littering law. Like not no eating. Like if you get caught, you know, throwing some food on the ground or something. Okay, then I can see them messing with you. But just eating. Jesus Christ. Right. Well, the BART general manager, Bob Powers, issued a statement and said, eating in the paid area is banned and there are multiple signs inside every station saying as much as a transportation system. Our concern with eating That's is related stupid. to the cleanliness of our stations and system. The officer asked the rider not to eat while passing by on another call. It should have ended there, but it didn't. When the officer walked by again and still saw him eating, he moved forward with the process of issuing him a citation. The individual refused to provide ID, cursed at and made homophobic slurs at the officer who remained calm throughout the entire engagement. I ain't see all that. Now, where was all that on tape now? Now, they only yeah, showed the one part. Exactly. We're all homophobic. So they got to put sauce on everything. There was more sauce on that story than on that sandwich. Let me tell you something else. Um, I don't understand this stupid story. I don't even it know does. why that right. they're upset at this guy. What if he's diabetic or something like that? What if it was some type That's of, what he you said. know, condition the way he just had to eat right then and there? I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm not sure how diabetes works, but don't they have to eat at certain times? Oh, the energy I'm gets down. Not sure. Blood, or is, it, blood sugar level blood sugar low. Levels. There you go. Like, what if he needed to eat right then and there, man? That's what he should have said. Come you on, want me to man. die? I got to eat. You want me to... That's what Word he should have said. He passed out. Jesus. He had a lawsuit. All right. Well, that's front page news. Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you're upset, you need to vent, hit us up right now. Maybe you had a bad night, horrible night. Or maybe you feel blessed and you feel good and you want to spread some positivity. 800-585-1051 is The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Your time to get it off your chest, whether you're mad or blessed. So you better have the same energy. We want to hear from you on the Breakfast Club. Hey, Tanya from Vegas, get it off your chest. I'm mad that my 49ers lost to them sea chickens last night. Ah, relax. Y'all got one loss on the season. You'll be fine. Uh, Charlemagne, don't be a hater. You better be glad my kids like the Cowboys. You got great kids. <laughs> Who is their father? Great man he is. I bet you he instilled those great values in them. No, their mother did. <laughs> well, you have a good one. Oh, how you gonna be a 49ers fan and a uh, Cowboy fan? She not. She said her no, kids are a I'm Cowboy a 49er fan. I'm a 49ers fan and I'm a Laker fan. I stay true to my Cowboys. So how did your kids become Cowboys fan if you said their mother instilled that in them? And aren't you their mother? Maybe her husband? I just said that, and if you pay attention. Um, I allow them to pick their own football team, but... The there you go. You don't tell them who to pick. Why would you do that? Exactly. You should never do that. My kids have no choice. They That's better right. be Giants fans. That's right. My daughter, is a, is a she she rebels against me, but no, you will be a Cowboys fan. No, they they, they Lakers fans, true and blue, but they got to pick their own football team. All right. Well, thank you, Mama. Cassandra! Yeah, what's going on? Uh-oh. Uh-oh. I was so glad yesterday the young lady called in and gave Dumpy of the Day to the couple that killed that young girl in Atlanta. That was crazy. Uh, that was crazy, mm-hmm. Charlamagne. But what I want to know is the parents of the killer. Like, what? What did they make a statement? You know, because from my understanding, this young girl was at the at the child's house. Right. Yes. While they were looking for her, 
So what I want to know is the parents of the, the two that did the killing, what are they saying? I mean, what can the parents say? Are the parents really responsible for that? Well, no. I, I would think that you would raise your child. I would think, Charlamagne, you're not responsible for your kids killing. No, you're not. But I would think, because, you know, we're all parents. Yeah. I would think that at, at some point that, you know, you would see your child going down this destructive road. Now, what I would like to know is, is, that, is are their parents in jail? Were their parents killers? I'd like to know who the parents are because I think they got a rain yesterday. Those are all so good. I would like the, you guys. Those are all great questions, man, but you know, Sometimes our kids just make poor choices, no matter how good you try to raise them, man. And could you stay on this story? Because I want to make sure I want to make sure this young this couple get the time that they deserve. Man. Oh, they will. I'm sure they will. They black. Yeah, they're both being charged with murder. And could and could you guys do me one more favor? What's that? Trump said the twenty most the twenty worst cities are ran by Democrats. Find out who those what cities they are those, and if they ran by Democrats. And then I, let's talk about. It. I think I did look up that stat. That is. Statistically correct, if I'm not mistaken. Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, hit us up now. It's the Breakfast Club. Come on. And just in, in lieu of that, sir, I do want to say that they also are asking that there's any donations or anything like that. Those will be made directly to Gregory B. Levitt and Son's Funeral Home. And that's the arrangements for the funeral. That funeral is happening on Saturday. Word. And it's not the top 20 cities. I think it was the top 10. I, I Top 10 worst-run cities in the U.S. are all run by Democrats. All right. Well, get it off your chest. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Wake up, wake up. Wake your ass. This is your time to get it off your chest. Whether you're mad or blessed, we want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. Hello, who's this? Let the good brother spread the word. Let the good brother spread the word. Hey. You know, let the good brother spread the word. Let the good brother spread the word. Hey. I ain't boring. No, no. I ain't boring. No, no. What's going hey. on? It's me, Sean Stone, baby. Sean Stone. I thought this was a MAGA Sean, challenge. I like that little vibe. I mean, I can see why you yeah. didn't make it as a rapper, but I still like the vibe. Remember last time he said he was boring, so now he said he was proving he's not boring. Hey. Right on point. He called me boring, so I had to come back and punch him in his face. There you go. <laughs> How y'all feeling today, though? We great, man. We great. We blessed. That's good, man. Stay blessed. Stay woke out here. Hey, Charlamagne, one quick question. Yes, sir. You know how I always talk about the female image of God, right? Yes, the divine feminine. And, yeah, and I never put out, like, like the verses. But the verses for that is Genesis chapter 1, verse 26, and Genesis chapter 1, verse 27, Revelation chapter 22, verse 18. Revelation chapter 21, verse 9 and 10. And the last verse is Galatians chapter 4, verse 26. That testify that there's a female God. No, I believe that. We got to embrace that, okay? I'm reading a great book Thank right you, now by uh, Jamie Sams called The 13 Original Clan Mothers, and it, it discusses the divine feminine. Hello. Yeah. yeah. What's up, Trav? Hey, Trav. Hey. What's up, boo? What's up, baby? How you living? I'm good, man. This is uh, one more show left on this tour. I'm in Cleveland, and then I'm in Chicago tomorrow. Listen, I know you're ready to get back to New York and get in your bed, yo. <laughs> I am, I am. And then I'm going to Vegas for the Soul Train Awards right after I get back. Okay, okay. What's up, Char? What up, sis? How are you? I'm doing good. I'm doing... I'd be doing a lot better if we would have um, won, won that game on Sunday. Uh, I mean, but... You're a Cowboys fan. You used to paint. It's like being a bottom. <laughs> Goodness gracious. Oh Here you go. <laughs> Listen, I want to I talk about, um, so is this kid named Giovanni Melton that I called about a couple of years ago that was killed by his father? Yes. Um, for being gay. 
and okay. Wendell Milton, that's the father's name, he just went on trial. And I was going to say, I hope they lock him under the jail. Like right now, right now he's out of jail, like on parole. And he's trying to say that he accidentally killed his son. Killed his but, own son. Mm-mm-mm. Yeah, but everybody, like the mother and all of them is saying, like he's been saying like homophobic things about him and all that type of stuff. And just like um yesterday when y'all was playing the clip of the white lady calling Trina a uh, mm-hmm. And then, like, I heard Envy say, you know, they know that's a harmful word. They know that's an oppressive word. They need to stop saying it. And it's like, I just want y'all to have that same energy for the word Like, when I called about Rick Ross dropping that word, y'all got to have that same energy. Like, they know that's an oppressive word. They know that's a harmful word. Like, kids are dying. Like, literally getting killed and getting bullied for that type of, you know, language. So I'm going to tell you something. You're, say, you're right, Trav, and I'm going to tell you something else. When people use that kind of language, they got to deal with the consequences that come from using that kind of language. Did you see the video of that young man who got called the F word in that classroom and he slapped fire <laughs> out that boy? Slapped the He slapped fire out that white boy so crazy. And he, I mean, it was two white kids. But boy, when I say he slapped fire out that dude, <laughs> man, Lord have mercy. Yo, he slapped the dog S out of him, bro. And, and that's his end. And I, I don't I don't condone violence, but yo, don't let nobody bully you, bro. Like, don't let nobody bully you. If anybody's trying to bully you, oh, sometimes you gotta smack the shit out of him. And listen, I, I don't condone violence either, but you just can't tell people how to react to things. Like, yeah, whether it's words, whether it's you putting your hands on somebody, how they react is how they react. And ain't nothing you can do about that. You put yourself in that position by using that type of language or putting your hands on that person. Absolutely right, man. But Thanks, Trav. All right. Thank you, Trav. We appreciate you. Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, you can hit us up at any time. Now, we got rumors on the way? Yesterday, we were talking about Drake getting booed on stage. Well, really booed off stage. And now Tyler, the creator, is responding to those concert goers who are booing. All right. We'll get into that next. Keep it locked. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. This is The Rumor Report with Angela Yee. Rumor has it. Now, yesterday we were talking about Tyler, the Creator's festival, his Camp Flognar festival, and Drake was the surprise guest. And unfortunately, fans did start booing because they had expected to see Frank Ocean. Here is a recap of that. Like I said, I'm here for you tonight. If you want to keep going, I will keep going tonight. What's up? Frank! If you want to keep going, I will keep going tonight. It's been love. I love y'all. I go by the name of Drake. Thank you for having me. We want Frank. Frank. We want Frank. We want Frank. We want Frank. Sheesh. Well, Tyler, the creator, took to Twitter. And by the way, he has changed his name that uh, to embarrass by fans right now, his, uh, his subtitle under his name on Twitter. And he said, I thought bringing one of the biggest artists on the effing planet to a music festival was fire, but flip side, a little tone deaf, knowing the specific crowd it drew. Some created a narrative in their head and acted like a-holes when it didn't come true, and I don't F with that. This N-word did feel no way. Song is beautiful. Also, mostly everyone was having a great time. Those issues in the front area were the ones being mad rude, which I can see why, but not F that. Y'all represented me and flogged to my guests and made us look so entitled and trash. He also said that that was like mob mentality and cancel culture in real life. He also said that he thought that was trash. And then he went on to say that he thought that he was going to hear Hotline Bling next. So he's listening to it in the shower right now. What's so the, you think Drake again. What's the issue, though? Like, you can't tell people to be themselves. And then when those fans are being themselves and booing 
an artist they may not be into, then you get mad at them. Like, like there's nobody on this planet that everyone likes. Yes, Drake is one of the biggest artists in the world right now, but clearly he just ran into a crowd that doesn't feel that way. They want a Frank Ocean. They want a Frank Ocean. I don't see the issue. Like, and that's a good point too. Like that odd future Tyler the Creator crowd is very specific. Like Drake may be too commercial for their liking, but I don't even understand why this is a story. Drake will be fine. Well, I guess he probably Tyler the Creator responded because he probably would put a lot of work into putting this festival together and. He felt bad that that happened to Drake. Yeah. I'm sure Drake did him a big favor by even coming to a pair, so he just wants to explain and let his fans know that that wasn't cool because it also represents him. Yeah, no doubt, so, but you can't really be mad at the fans. The fan, you can't, you're, you're simultaneously telling the fans to be themselves and think for themselves, but when they are thinking for themselves, you chastising them for it. I think people also want people to be respectful, too, when, you know, yeah, they could have really respectful. hard at putting something together. So that was just his response. Out. My guy usually charges close to a million dollars to perform. He's performing for free on the arm. And y'all, boom, yeah, I'm going to feel it with Well, you. I don't know if he performed for free. Oh, you know, oh, we we didn't say all that. Oh, okay. you, you young and with your little fragile emotions would have hated Showtime at the Apollo. <laughs> definitely would have hated Y'all would have tried to fight the Sandman. Y'all would have hated <laughs> that crowd. Yeah, but I can imagine that it took him a lot to put this whole festival together. So I'm sure in the future he would prefer that his fans, just like when you see fans go in on people on Twitter and sometimes you have to step in and say, listen, y'all, you ain't have to do all that. That's just how he responded. Now, Drake said on, on social media, plot twist, just signed a 10-year residency at Camp Flogna. Sorry, kids, see you every single year till you are 30. That's right, Drake. Like, I'm going to make you love me. I'm going to make you love okay, me. Okay, you're going to get these commercial hits. Hotline Bling will ring off at that Nog Nog Festival <laughs> or whatever it's called. Right. What's it called? Flogna. 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 Yeah. All right, now Ray J has responded to a Daily Mail story where, according to the Daily Mail, they said that he was trying to get Suge Knight pardoned by Donald Trump and was in talks with them. He's saying that's not true. Here's Ray J. Daily Mail, I never had a problem with y'all, but y'all need to call my team and get stuff confirmed before you just put up any story on your site. What, what kind of story did y'all just put up? It's false and it's corny. Like, why can't we talk about the businesses that we're, we're, we're involved with? All right, so that's him saying that's not true. He is not trying to get Suge Knight pardoned by Donald Trump. I mean, that's not a bad, head, that's not a bad headline, though. You're trying to get your man out of jail? If it's not <laughs> true, though. I mean, yeah, I get it. You know, if, you, if it's not true, you want to push back on it, but it's not a bad headline. And if he is trying it, it kind of just explodes where he can't really necessarily do it now because it's all over the press. It's all over the press. You're right, but still, even still, still not a bad story. All right, I'm Angela Yee, and that is your rumor report. All right, we got front page news next. What are we talking about? Man, I've been telling y'all about this weather. You know, I've been traveling, and I'm in Cleveland now experiencing some of it. I experienced the snow in Detroit. I'm on my way to Chicago where there's more bad weather, so we'll talk about this Arctic front that's here. All right, we'll get into that next. Keep it locked. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Before we get into some front page news, we got a special, or um, I should say a major announcement. Hit the drum roll, please. What is this? You know what this is. No, I don't, actually. Wasn't here yesterday. This is our third annual Change for Change drive, and it's back! Okay. November 21st. Now, if you don't know what it is, it's a radiothon where we're here all day long from 6 a.m. to midnight. We're trying to raise money for... Uh, a special fund in this no, year. No, listen, let's tell them the first year we ever did it, we raised like over $700,000 for the mm -hmm. Gathering for Justice organization. That's right. Uh, that's Harry Belafonte's organization. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. they, they, next year we did it. was Next uh, year we did it for Brandon Marshall's Project 375. That's right. That they're, they're an organization that's trying to eradicate the stigma around mental health. I think we raised like over 200000 
Yeah, close to 300,000 last year. And who are we doing this year? This year, we're doing it for all our HBCU family. Okay. We're doing all a right. scholarship for the HBCU people. So you just gave $250,000 to HBCU, correct? I did. I gave $250,000 to South Carolina State University. Mm-hmm. Um, I started a scholarship fund called the Ford, uh, Ford Scholarship Fund because my, my mother's maiden name was Ford, uh-huh. and she graduated from South Carolina State University. And so, yeah, y'all got to give more than me. Yeah, for this year, it's, it's for the Thorogood Marshall <laughs> College Fund. Too. And it benefits HBCU. So it's for kids that need want to go to HBCU, need some help. Mm-hmm. And, we and it's any school. It could be help. a private one it also. Could be private, so it could be private. It could be Hampton. It could be Howard. It could be for any HBCU. We're really just trying to help students who are trying to go to HBCUs that maybe can't afford it, maybe can't afford books, maybe can't afford uh, the living situation. Now, there, there are some requirements, though. You have to be enrolled as a full-time student at any accredited HBCU. Uh-huh. Freshman, you have to be so enrolled. As a freshman, sophomore, junior, or senior for the 2020 to 2021 school year, mm-hmm. you have to demonstrate financial need. You have to have a grade point average of 3.0 or higher, but it is open to all majors, and you have to be a U.S. citizen or legal permanent resident with a valid permanent resident card. So they are going to vet that out with the Thurgood uh, Marshall fund, college fund. Right, so, so vet you out for that. So we're going to do that Thursday, November 21st. Like I said, we're going to be on the radio 6 a.m. to midnight, and we're going to ask everybody out there to help donate. We're going to donate as well, but it benefits people that look just like you and me. You yeah, know? And, and you'll be you'll be surprised to know uh, how, how far money can stretch at an HBCU. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, like even with this one, several scholarships will be awarded uh, as each scholarship will be $5,000 per semester per student. You can help a lot of students. Right. And you if, you have, if you've ever students. been to school, you know how expensive and food is. And, and like I said, living mm-hmm. arrangements, washing your clothes to books, uh, to traveling back and forth, to whatever it is. There's a lot of expenses when you go into college. And we want to help a lot of those students and, that are going to these HBCUs. And let the record show, uh, every dollar counts. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Every dime counts. So we want everybody to participate. But for all you artists and all you athletes, right, just keep in mind, I gave a quarter million dollars this year to South Carolina State University. Give a round of applause. That, for that. that, that was last month. All right. Give so a lot of athletes and a lot of artists out here that I know. I was proud of you for that. Got, one, bro. got, got, got more than me. Mm-hmm. I think. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't know. A lot of y'all be fronting. Okay? <laughs> I'm, I'm a very frugal person. There you I don't, go. There I don't, you I don't go. buy the things that y'all buy. There you, know you go. There you but go. I'm just saying, if I gave a quarter million dollars, I'm putting pressure on a lot of uh, artists As and athletes you and people I know who who I think got it, okay. uh, who be acting like they got it, mm-hmm. to, uh, to really cut that check this year for change for change. There you go. Yes. So $250,000. So we'll, we'll um, like I said, we'll do that next Thursday. Next Thursday? Two Thursdays from now. Thursday, November 21st. All right? That's from 6 a.m. to midnight. So go ahead and take off the 22nd, then. Yeah, we didn't take off the... We didn't take no, off. I've learned my lesson from the first two years. I'm sorry. I'm not doing that this year. I'm not... I'm, not, I'm old now, okay? I'm not going to be... I'm not going to be here till midnight and then coming you back here for I'm, I'm feeling a little sick right no, now. Me too. I'm not, I ain't sick. I'm taking my vacation day. <laughs> you taking your vacation day? <laughs> I'm feeling a little sick. I'm feeling a little okay. sick. All right, well, let's get in some front page news. Oh, okay. Seattle beat the San Francisco 49ers 27-24 in Monday Night Football. Mm-hmm. In overtime. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes, and about 70% of the U.S. is experiencing freezing temperatures this week. There was an Arctic blast. It's hit two-thirds of the country. Over 240 million people under winter warning. So if you are flying like I am, I'm flying into Chicago today. I'm in Cleveland now. Just know that yesterday more than 1,200 flights were canceled in Chicago. So just be careful. And also in New York, Philly, D.C., It'll start out with rain this morning, and then they said there's going to be snow by the end of the day. So the cold air is moving south in states like Georgia. We'll see dramatic temperature drops within the span of hours. It's going to be near freezing, and even parts of Florida have issued frost and freeze warnings as well. 
Yeah, it's cold out there. It's definitely cold out there yeah. to, to, today and tomorrow. They say maybe snow later on today in New York. Yeah, I don't understand why people act surprised when it's cold around this time of year. It is fall. Well, it's, it's record lows right now. It's, so record, it's not lows. record lows yeah, every it's year. Record. Mm-hmm. Every year we just record lows. It's, that's, that's, it's winter. That's what happens. All right. Well, that is front page news. Now, when we come back, 800-585-1051. Uh, there was a story that I seen on World Star about a substitute teacher uh, swinging on a student. You have that story, Yee? Uh, Yeah, and I saw that story as well. Now, this happened in Texas, and this was a substitute teacher. And the teacher has been charged after the video shows her punching and stomping on a student. The student is a special needs student. And it was Tiffany Shadell Langford. She's 32 years old. She was teaching a Spanish class at a high school in Kyle, Texas. She was fired the same day as that assault because it was all captured on video. The female student who was 15 years old was taken to a hospital for evaluation. She's also epileptic, too, by the way. The student was sent home later from the hospital, according to a school district spokesman. But... Uh, according to different videos that have been posted, it looks like the student first uh, slapped, slapped the, the teacher. Correct. And according to other people who were there, they said the student did call the teacher the N-word, and that's when the teacher reacted. What was her name again? Uh, Miss Langford. Langford. All right, so let's open up the phone lines. 800-585-1051. Should a teacher be able to defend themselves if a student hits them? That is the question. Yes. What do you think? Yes, the teacher should be that able didn't to defend seem like, if a That didn't seem them. like just defense, though. She dragged that student out of the chair, stomped him on the, stomped well, that, her on the or, head or, even or, after she was on the ground. That's more than well, just defense. Well, there's nuance to it, right? Envy asked me if a teacher should be able to defend himself. Mm-hmm. The, the simple answer to that is yes. Everyone should be allowed to defend himself if a student hits them. I don't understand this world we live in where we expect someone not to defend himself. And, and you know, here's the thing about life. You can't control how people react. And it's easy to say the person who reacted OD'd and did too much after the fact. But what you call a 10 may be somebody else's too. So when you put your hands on someone or you say something slick to someone, you have to deal with the consequences. And that teacher who beat up that student, she has to deal with the consequences too. So it's jail or firing. Everybody got to deal with the consequences of their actions. See, if a, t- if a student hits a teacher, right, I know a teacher is supposed to do the right thing, go get the principal, get the student removed, but there's a thing called reaction, right? Yeah, we're human. We're, there's a thing called reaction, and my first reaction is to defend. We're human. I don't care who it is. If you swing on me, my first reaction is going to be to swing back or to protect myself. So I understand why the teacher swung back. It's easy to but, be a backseat driver in these situations. But when the teacher dragged the student out... And then stomped on his head. Then you'd be like, okay, now nah, her that was, head, her head. That, oh, that was. A, and was, also a, knowing a, that the student know. is special needs, I also feel like teachers have to have a different sensitivity when it comes to it's dealing with students and knowing that. But when you get I know it's easy. Face, I know it's easy to say that, but I do feel like there has to be some type of like you know I don't know I can't imagine and knowing that you lose your job for that yeah, because you obviously you shouldn't again, stomp out a kid. Well, now that's a little that, like that was it, way too. Once far. again, I said this already. Everybody has to deal with the consequences. That student who slapped the teacher had to deal with consequences. That teacher who did what he did to the student, she has to deal with consequences too, whether it's firing, whether it's going to jail, whatever it is. Everybody has to deal with the consequences of their actions, and you just simply can't tell people how to react. All right, let's open up the phone lines. 800-585-1051. And I always have a problem with this, this topic, right? Because it's like, you swing at me, right? I defend myself. And people say, well, well, you defended yourself too far. Maybe. Well, no, I didn't. And by because way, if you punch me in the face and knock me out and I hit my head on the concrete and I die, die then whose fault is and, that? No. And, and also, Do teachers go through some type of de-escalation training or anything like that? You were a teacher. 
I'm just asking. Well, I did do. I wasn't a full blown teacher. I went to school for uh, Bank Street College of Education for a couple of semesters, and I did do uh, teaching just for one semester. And I did see incidents in that classroom where one of the teachers things got out of control, and you know, she. And I think it's hard for students to have respect for the teachers after that when things like that happen. Yeah, it's hard. To, it's, it's a difference between de-escalation training and training somebody how to react when somebody slaps you in the face, though. Like de-escalation training is calming people down, not not reacting to violence. All right, well, let's open up the phone lines. 800-585-1051. And are we asking one, is the question about this situation or just a, in general, should a teacher be, should be able to defend himself? I, I, I was, was just looking at this situation, but, I was talking to in know. general because she was wrong. She shouldn't have stomped that kid in the head. You can't say she was wrong. She can't, you can't stomp a student in the head. She, she already had control. I'm, I'm, if she didn't have control, then it'd be something else. She okay. already had full control. I agree, but you can't tell people how to react. Like once I, once I, like I said, some people's 10 and somebody else's 2. And they said the there's some autistic. schools where there's, where there's issues all the time, right? Because mm-hmm. I the school that I was in, the kids were constantly fighting. And so sometimes it, you do have to know how to react in those situations as a teacher, and especially when you have special needs students, and sometimes their reaction might be different than a student who doesn't have special needs. All right, 800-585-1051. Let's talk about it. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. All right, pull out your, pull out your phone. Call in right now. You call me. Add your opinion to The Breakfast Club top. Break it down. 800-585-1051. The Breakfast Club. It's topic time. Call 800-585-1051 to join into the discussion with The Breakfast Club. Talk about it. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne Tha God. We are The Breakfast Club. Now, if you just joined us, we're talking about something I've seen on Worldstar. I guess it was all over the news yesterday. You want to give them a, a quick update, E? Oh, yes. It was a teacher who was charged after there was a video that circulated that showed her punching and stomping on a student. The teacher is Tiffany Shadell Langford, 32 years old, teaching Spanish class at a high school in Kyle, Texas. She is a substitute teacher, and she was fired the same day of the assault. So we're asking 800-585-1051, should a teacher be able to defend themselves if a student hits them? That is the question. Uh, yes, a teacher should be able to defend himself if a student hits them. Everybody should be allowed to defend himself if someone hits them. And I don't understand this world we live in where we expect someone not to defend themselves. Like, you can't tell people how to react. Now, it's easy to be a backseat driver and say somebody overreacted, somebody OD'd, right? But in that moment, when that person is getting slapped across their face or they're getting punched or whatever it is, you can't control how that person react after you put hands on them. You just can't, because your 10 may be somebody else's too. And clearly this teacher is able to go to 10 quick, fast, in a hurry. See, and, and see, I, I guess also because I come from a different place, like, I'm, I remember Miss Butterfield when I wasn't acting right, grabbing the cheeks and twisting my cheeks, and I remember Miss Harris yoking me up because I wasn't acting right. Is that, is that's that how why your you cheeks got, cheek got like that, yeah. That was, that's not why I have cheek implants, but it is what it is. I think that the teachers should be able to defend themselves. Now, the video now, do teachers. The video mm-hmm. we seen, she went too far because she had full control. Yes, the the the, the girl, the student slapped That wasn't her. defense. She that two was her. that's fine. But when she that was I beat your ass and then stomped her on the head, like she she acted like that just a kid from the street. Let me ask you a question. Now let me ask you this: Do teachers teach students to fight each other back, or do they teach you to go to the principal and report it when there's an issue? What you mean? With a student? Like, if, if you're a teacher a in a classroom... To, they, go to, they tell a student to no, go to the principal. No, that's not true. They don't teach a student anything. If there's a fight in the school, those students just have to deal with the consequences the of fighting. 
Yeah, correct. They, if, a, if there's a fight in the classroom, they just got to deal with the consequences. And those consequences are go to the principal's office and get suspended. Of course, they don't want you to fight, just like we don't want a teacher to fight a student. But correct. in the event that it happens, they're still humans at the end of the day. Somebody walked up to you and slapped you in the face, you're going to respond how you respond. Now, there's a reason that we, when we get into arguments with certain people, mm-hmm. you ever look at the ear? No. You know why you look at the ears? To make sure they're not an MMA fighter, UFC fighter, and they got that cauliflower. Because if you get into it with that person, that person's going to do you just like that teacher did that student, and now you're looking stupid. Absolutely. (laughs) Right? When keeping it real goes wrong. Let's go. Okay. I was just going to say one last thing. So say somebody slaps a police officer. Is that police officer justified in stomping you out? The the, the police officer can defend himself, and they do all the time. Or do they de-escalate the situation and arrest you? Uh, no, not they not defend themselves. Not, not, not if they get assaulted. They get assaulted, they're going to defend themselves. They might shoot you. And they're going to OD. Yeah. Hello, who's this? Hi, this is Danielle. Hey, Danielle. Now, you're a teacher, Danielle? Yes, I am. I teach in Houston, and I don't agree that that lady should have drugged her like she did, but... I do think that people have to understand that special needs just mean that I don't have control over my actions. Special needs nowadays can range from I have severe ADHD to I have like a low, low, low intelligence. But our, our, our emotional, our emotional, uh, emotional, low emotional intelligence. Yes, doesn't necessarily, but it doesn't necessarily mean that kid doesn't know exactly what they're doing. Yes. And when I first saw the video, which was yesterday. My first response was, oh, she's going to lose her job. Don't she know only police officers can handle them that way? Because the the video looks so familiar to me. And I was like, where have I seen this before? Oh, that police officer drug a girl just like that, out the desk and everything. But teachers only police officers can treat kids like that. Yeah, but also in the difference with that police officer, that young lady didn't do anything. That young lady didn't hit the police officer. No, but what I'm saying is that here's a teacher who was hit by a student who has a similar reaction now. Oh, I get what you're saying. Jail. Yes. Okay, thank you, Mama. I get what you're saying. Hello, who's this? She's actually defending herself, but she's actually the one going to jail. My name is David. David, what do you think, man? Should a teacher be able to defend themselves? Yeah, I think so, especially in that situation. I mean, she was called the N-word. Like Charlamagne said, it's a reaction. I react, and then later on, I might might say, yo, I shouldn't have did that like that, but it's a reaction. You can't help that sometimes, man. We're human. That's that's a fact. All right. 800-585-1051. 800-585-1051. We're talking about a situation where a teacher uh, got slapped. She two-pieced the student, then dragged on the floor, and then she kicked him in the head. Is that wrong? Should the teacher be able to defend themselves or maybe not? Call us now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Now, if you just joined us, we're talking about a teacher that defended herself when a student slapped her. You have the story, Yee? Yes, the teacher's name is Tiffany Langford. She's 32 years old. She was charged with aggravated assault after this incident happened at the school. She actually was fired after she allegedly assaulted a high school sophomore. That video was posted online. Now, according to other video and some reports, they're saying that the student did slap her first and call her the N-word. And that's why the teacher then went, a substitute teacher, and grabbed her out of the chair, punched her onto the ground. She was face down, and then she stomped her on the head. All right, well, let's go to the phone lines. Hello, who's this? Hello, hi, this is Leanna. Hey, Leanna, we're talking. Should a teacher be able to defend themselves if a student hits them? No, they should not be able to hit um, a student if a student hits them. When you got get that type of job, you know what you're getting into, you know who you're dealing with. You should never be able to do that. Um, I work in long-term care. If one of my residents hit me, I cannot hit them. They hit me, they call me the Amber, Black B. 
all kinds of things. You need to be able to know how to redirect, remove yourself from the situation, call and ask for help. There is never a time when it is appropriate to hit a student. Never. Okay. Well, everybody don't have the high emotional intelligence that you do, ma'am. I mean, well, that's unfortunate being that these are the people that are teaching our kids. That is a fact. Right. All right, thank you. I do think teachers have to have a different sensitivity, and I know they do have to undergo some type of training as well. Hello, who's this? Hey, my name's Irene. Hey, Irene, we're talking good about... Morning. Um, good morning. Good morning. Should a teacher be able to defend themselves? Um, I'm a teacher. I teach in Newark. I teach kids with autism, and it, it becomes a challenge, but we're trained to um, keep the kids safe, and we're also trained with handle with care in case of a situation where it, students do become aggressive. What kind of training, man? What kind of training do you have if a student hits you? It's called Handle with Care. So they teach you ways to hold the children in case, mm -hmm. you know, they're aggressive or they're trying to attack. So they do teach us different techniques and methods to make sure that we know what to do when the situation occurs. So they teach you how to defend yourself? They do, yes. Okay. In Newark, at least. I can't I yeah. speak for other districts, but in Newark, um, we're definitely trained for it. So if a kid and is, and it's, is it more of a de-escalation, or is a, a fight back, defend yourself? It's more of a de-escalation, but in a situation where, um, I mean, I would hope that the teacher would know not to kind of go down to their level, but in a situation where I guess you don't know what to do, they do teach some techniques to defend yourself. So they basically teach you MMA techniques to defend yourself. Now, listen, let me ask you a question. What if she slapped you? What if the, what if the student slaps you? How do you defend yourself in that situation? You know, you you shouldn't hit back. I mean, that's what they, they, they teach you not mm -hmm. to hit back. They're, at the end of the day, we're the adults, right? I mean, I know it's hard, but you got to remember where you're at. You have to also remember that the safety of the child. You also got to remember that you don't know what these children are going through. Are going, going through, through at home. Yeah, exactly. What about the teacher? You don't know what the teacher going through either. The teacher might be having you some know, hardships I, at home too. I agree. In my school, I, I, there's there's been a situation where a, a teacher did get slapped and she had to just put her hands up, call security, and, and you know, kind of difficult because to the child. They're they gonna put that they they're gonna put that student back in my class and I gotta look at the student that just slapped the ish out of me. They probably won't put the student no, back in your don't. class. They don't. No, they don't. So what they do is they will transfer you out into another school within within the district. Listen, I'm not you're you're not wrong at all. I, I can I can totally see it both ways. You know, and, and I think the way that you reacted is great, but I'm not mad at a person who reacts differently, man, because when you put your hands on someone and you say something slick to somebody, you just got to deal with those consequences. And that teacher who beat up that student has to deal with that consequences the same way that student had to deal with, with the consequences of putting his hand on that teacher. Yeah, no, I agree. I mean, it, it's tough. It's a tough situation. Very much so. All right. Well, thank you, Mama. Yeah. Good luck in them schools, and thank you for, for doing all that you do. Yeah. Thank you. Have a great day. It's easy to be a backseat driver in these situations, man, until you're in that situation. See, it's difficult because uh, most teachers are But it's a teachers, and, but teachers have a different training. Like, they do train you what to do in those situations because it does happen, and you're dealing with students. Like she said, sometimes you don't know what's going on with them in the home, and you're trying to actually I, shape their lives uh, and mold I, them for the future I, I, and teach them I better. Don't think, I don't think regular teachers are getting training on what to do when a student attacks them. Like actually puts hands on them. Like I don't. The public I, my, school. The public school where mom, I was. My, my mom been a teacher for thirty plus years, and I've never heard her talk about. Uh, you know, they teaching me uh, karate because if a student hits me, it's like, not karate. Uh, but the public school is, where I like, taught at, they did. They did have training for the teachers. They had tra they had training for the teachers to know what to do when somebody slaps them. Tybo. Yeah, to how to, how to defend you because the students did fight a lot.
Kung Fu. Well, you, you teaching them how to defend themselves. But, I, I don't see the problem. I, my thing is this, man. Once again, you can't control how people react. And it's easy to say the person who reacted OD'd and did too much. But, you know, when you put your hands on somebody, you say something slick to somebody, you have to deal with the consequences of those actions. And that teacher who beat up that student has to deal with the consequences, too. So she gets fired, she gets sent to jail. That's just the moral of the story. So the moral of the story is everybody got to deal with the consequences of their actions. All right. Well, yeah, we got rumors on the way. Yes, uh, let's talk about T.I.'s daughter, Deja. Apparently, she hasn't followed him and family members as well. So we'll give you an update on that. I thought I'd just seen them all on a boat going on vacation. I don't know. I mean, she did unfollow him. All right, we'll get into that next. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. I'm hey. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Morning, everybody. It's DJ MV Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. It's funny to watch our white camera guy, Steve, uh, try to look up safe Popeye's locations. Yeah, he's trying to, he's, he, he, goes, he goes, hey, man, um, are, are all Popeye's really in the hood? <laughs> he's, he's trying to find one on Long Island. He, he goes, goes you know Long Island. Do you ever see a Popeye's out there? Yeah. He's trying to find a safe place to go get a chicken sandwich. <laughs> Have some nuts about you, bro. Take your dog in there and go get the chicken sandwich, Steve. That little Labradoodle yeah, right. ain't doing nothing. Two pieces of biscuit. All right, shut uh, up, up okay, Steve. All right. And hey, listen, I want to uh, salute uh, everybody that was at Afrotech this weekend. Afrotech was in uh, Oakland, California. Drop on the clues bomb for Afrotech, man. If you've never been to Afrotech, you know how, like, at the end of Black Panther, when um, Black Panther and Siri pull up in Oakland, mm -hmm. and they say, we're going to start sharing Wakandan technology with the world? Right. I think one of the first things they built was Afrotech. Really? Absolutely. It's just, it's, it's really that dope. It's just a bunch of, you know, black people in the digital space, a lot of black people in the tech world all coming together mm -hmm. in Oakland to share information. So, salute to Morgan and everybody at Blavity. You know, for putting Afrotech together. Great event if you've never been. You should oh. go. All right. And don't forget, next Thursday, we're doing our Change for Change, our Radiothon. We do mm -hmm. that from 6 a.m. to midnight, all right? So we're raising money for all our HBCUs, all right? Private and public. It's not just uh, the public ones. So Hampton, Spelman, Morehouse, you name it. And we're trying to give scholarships for kids to help with books, to help with uh, living arrangements, and all that. So that happens next Thursday from 6 a.m. to midnight. That's right. And no pressure to all the artists out there. No pressure to all the athletes out there. But uh, Charlemagne the God has, I gave a quarter million dollars to South Carolina State last year. Mm -hmm. Okay. So no pressure. This year. This year. That was, oh, last month, actually. Last month. Yeah, right. last month. So, you know, no pressure. I'm just saying. If you want to do some type of HBCU challenge, uh, I start at a quarter million. Just want to throw that out there. No, but it, it doesn't count because it's last week, so you got to do it again next Thursday. No, I'm done. <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm here doing my civic duty we next gotta, week. We got to start this Thursday. We got to no, start this I'm Thursday. I'm doing my civic Whatever duty. Whatever you did before, that doesn't South count. South Carolina State tapped me out, baby. <laughs> they tapped Drop on the clues box for South Carolina State University. Okay? And mine is a scholarship fund as well, so mine goes to scholarships. It goes to uh, black women in South Carolina who major in either English communications or something in the mental health space. Okay. So, yes, that's what we're doing as well with the Change for Change because, you know, when you donate to the Thurgood Marshall College Fund, it will go to several scholarships. Correct. Right? Yep. Yep. All right. Well, we got rumors on the way, Yee. Yes. Imagine you paid $100,000 to get a verse from somebody and you never got the verse. Well, we'll tell you who that happened to. All right. We'll get into that next. Keep it locked. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ MV Angela Yee. Charlamagne the guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Let's get to the rumors. Let's talk YK Osiris. It's about time. What's going on? Yeah. Yeah. Rumor report. Rumor report. This is the Rumor Report. Talk to him. With Angela Yee on The Breakfast Club. Well, YK Osiris was in jail. He spent a few days in jail in Atlanta. That's because of an alleged altercation he had with his now ex-girlfriend. She was saying that he attacked her. Well, according to reports, he 
says that the issues all started because she looked on his phone and saw a photo of another woman wearing only a towel. Things then escalated. They got into a verbal argument. According to the woman, she says that he threatened to slap her and that he also choked her and bit her on the cheek. Well, now he is denying those allegations. He's also saying that he has witnesses that will come forward to confirm he didn't attack attack anybody. And they said that TMZ also spoke to sources who share the allegations are false. There's no physical evidence against him and that he turned himself in because he was sure that he wouldn't be found guilty. His attorney has stated YK Osiris maintains his innocence and looks forward to his day in court to defend himself against all of the allegations against him. I know nothing about this young man. I first heard his name last week when Jacquees was here, mm-hmm. and you brought up the fact that Jacquees and this young man was beefing. Going back and forth, yeah. He signed the Def Jam. He's from Jacksonville, Florida. You don't know the song Worth It? He's dope. I give he's, you the world. He's dope. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why Kale signed Yes. Oh, yeah, that's, that's hard. His, He's dope. He's okay. dope. Yeah, he actually reached out to me over the weekend. He said he wanted to come um, on the show. He was he's been trying to come up here to promote his album and everything like that. So it'd be a, a good time. Yeah, I to... definitely know that record worth. We played it at, to death on the radio. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. that's who YK Osiris is. Okay. Well, I mean, it's always a good thing when your uh, music is bigger than you, but eventually, you know, your name has to match your music. Mm-hmm. All right. Now, according to reports, and Hollywood Unlocked first reported this, they said that T.I.'s daughter, Deja Harris, has unfollowed him all after this whole podcast that happened, which has since been deleted where he says that he makes sure that her gynecologist checks her hymen at her annual appointment. So she has not yet addressed it, but she did like several comments where T.I. has been referred to as possessive and controlling after that podcast aired. And she also had tweeted out, uh, thank you all, you know. So I don't know what her feelings are. Maybe she's embarrassed about her whole situation even being discussed publicly, but... You know, she seems like a great young lady. So hopefully whatever has happened from this, they work that out. Mm-hmm. All right. Now, Fab is saying that he paid Little Wayne for a song and he also gave him four bottles of champagne. He said he paid $100,000 for a verse. Now, Wayne did come and do that verse and he was on Drink Champs talking about it. But unfortunately, we've never heard that song. Listen to this. I even did a song with Little Wayne that had never came out. A funny story, Little Wayne. And they were so hot. They came to the studio. I think Steve Stout gave them a hundred grand for Lil Wayne. Out of your budget? Yeah. God damn it. They also requested. This was a. a they requested like I think four bottles of Cristal. Mm. The four bottles is there. We in the studio. We we thinking that you know four bottles of Chris mean they gonna come in. We gonna vibe. Mm. Wayne came in there, did his verse in 15 minutes. Stays out. Took the four bottles with him. I don't see the problem. Yeah, that was, I wonder why that song never came out. But that was a long time ago. If it was Steve Stout involved, that was when Fab was signed to the first label, which was, I can't even remember what it was. Electra, right? Electra, yeah. But that was, I think it might have even been before that if Steve Stout was involved. But that was a long, long time He said long, it was in like ago. 99. Yeah, that was a long time ago. that was definitely ago. Electra. That's before Fab mm-hmm. was really, really popping. He was just really a, a, a mixtape rapper. But he still had $100,000 to give for a verse. Oh, that was a budget. That's a lot. That, well, back that then, everybody had a budget. Yeah, yeah. everybody had a budget that's still, back then. That's so much money. Back then. <laughs> It wasn't. 15 minutes. And I don't see what the problem is. Wayne did his job. Wayne went So in. what happened to the song? You think it just wasn't good? He didn't put it out? I, I, I think at that time, Fab left that label, and then he signed to Electra. Or he maybe no, he no, left he that signed to Def Jam. No, Fab was... Electra. Before Electra, Fab and Clue was somewhere else with Steve Stout, and then they went to Electra. I thought it was with Electra. I don't know. Only no. reason I remember that is because Fabulous Fab was, was the with first... Electra. Fabulous was the first uh, artist that I ever interviewed on the radio, ever, in life. Yeah, like, Fab- ever, like, in a, in a, in a, in a studio, Z93 Jams, mm-hmm. Charleston, South Carolina, and I remember him being signed 
to Electra, and this is can't deny it. I can't yeah, deny I can't it. Deny it. That was the yeah, first yeah, album. Yeah, yeah. The album that came out on 9/11 with the uh, blueprint. Yeah, with the blueprint. I'm pretty sure that was Electra. I produced I'm it. Sure okay. Electra too. I'm, nobody asked you that. I'm I sure Clue. I'm sure Clue will text you and um, text us. How much did you get for your track? Uh, Fab gave me ten thousand dollars for that beat. Okay. But I wound up making about a hundred thousand because it went to it went platinum and then it was released overseas. So okay. I wound up making about a hundred hundred fifty thousand off that. And Clue, your guy. So I know Clue. Yeah. You know how to finesse things. Throw your little money under the table. Definitely didn't throw me money under the table. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. Show you how to get a little bit more out of Fab's budget. I, I, All right. I, I earned uh, what what I got. Shout to okay, Fab now let's let's discuss a little Reese. Little Reese has been shot in the neck, according to reports, and is in critical condition in Chicago. Damn. So they said he was shot. Uh, Yesterday afternoon, about 40 minutes outside of Chicago, cops were called to the shooting scene where they found a car with fresh blood in the driver's seat and on the ground uh, adjacent to the driver's door. Witnesses said that someone picked up a wounded man who was uh, identified after officers called area hospitals. And they are saying that person is Little Reese. Now we saw that Dirk tweeted out Reese good and he put a heart next to that. So uh, hopefully everything is okay with Little Reese. Mm. El Chapo's wife is going to debut on VH1's Cartel Crew next week. We told you before there were rumors that she was going to be joining Cartel Crew. Well, it looks like in this series she's going to make the first of several appearances on November 18th. All right. And speaking of reality shows, Love and Hip Hop New York is coming back in December. And a lot of people are talking about it because Jim Jones is back. Chrissy's back. Another person who's back is Tahiri, some of the veterans from Love and Hip Hop. Mm -hmm. And uh, you, as you can see from the trailer that they've put out, this causes some issues for Joe Button and Sin Santana. I'm hearing that your ex is back around. You went in my phone, you packed the house, and you left. That's a lie. I don't know what the f y'all got going on. <laughs> I'm not the one to play with. Mm. All right, so I feel like that's going to be a good season of Love and Hip Hop. Sound I'm Angela Yee, and that is your rumor report. All right, thank you, Miss Yee. Shalabang! Yes. Who are you giving that donkey to? Uh, you know, Four After the Hour is a prime example of why at some point in life a man has to move out of his goddamn parents' house. Okay, we'll talk about it Four After the Hour. Maybe it's a good little teachable moment for someone. All right, we'll get into that next. Keep it locked. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. I know it, man. I know it, man. That you know me, you know what Call me. Add your opinion to The Breakfast Club top. Come on. 800-585-1051. Morning, everybody. It's DJ MV Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Now, if you just joined us, we're asking, what made you move out of your parents' home? Now, this came from Charlamagne's Donkey today. Yes, James Garcia of San Antonio is a scrub who still lives at home with his mama. Q Chili. If you live at home with your mama, oh, yes, son, I'm talking to you. And uh, he asked for permission to have sex in his mom's house. And when his mom told him no, he killed the dog. He killed her dog. Okay. All right. So let's start with you. Yeah. What made you move out your parents' house? They did. Um, they I think. Did. When, yes. I mean, I was in college, and then when I graduated from college, it just wasn't able for me to go home. My parents hated my boyfriend at the time, and it caused a lot of issues for us. So I just had to get out of the house. Yeah. My my room was next to my parents' room, so bringing a girl, my my wife, to my room. Well, she wasn't my wife at the time. She was my girlfriend. Bringing her upstairs in my house wasn't happening, so I had to get out because um, I wanted to have sex and do nasty stuff with my wife. So I needed to get out. What about you, Charlamagne? Uh, I told y'all, TLC, no scrubs. I, that, I that's what made you got I'm dead out. serious. I couldn't take it. The lyrics in that song, hanging out the passenger side of your best friend's ride when Chili would say, uh, 
You know, if you live at home with your mama, oh, yes, son, I'm talking to you. It was that, oh, yes, mm. son. son. Oh, yes, son, I'm talking to you. That that song absolutely positively made me move out of my mother's house. I moved to Columbia, South Carolina. And my, my wife at the time was going to the University of South Carolina, so I wanted to be closer to her anyway. And so I think I was making, like, $7 an hour mm-hmm. at the radio station at that time. But I was like, yo, I'll figure it out. Mm. And I got me a little 400 $400 apart, my month apartment, mm-hmm. and thugged it out. Yeah, that had no furniture, no nothing. Just a TV on, the on the TV on the floor. Okay, and a bed. That's my mom. Let me take the bed. That's it. My goodness, that and my dad was a cop at the time, and I was scared that when I came home late, he might shoot me, thinking it's a, a criminal, a burglar. Oh my gosh! So I was always scared when I came in the house. I'd make a lot of noise, turn the lights on, so he would see me. I was always scared, like he get about the bed, be startled, think I'm a criminal, and shoot me. So I was like, I gotta get out of here. All right, well, let's go to the phone lines. Hello, who's this? Hey, Andy, it's Yolanda, straight out of North Carolina, but I'm from New York. I've been listening to y'all since, like, 105.1. Back. Hey. I mean, we still on 105.1, Yolanda. But, yeah, North Carolina. Oh, my God, Chevrolet, hey, boo. What's up, baby? Um, <laughs> I, um, I live in North Carolina. We got you on 99.1 and, like, 92 point something. I got to switch back and forth because it'd be messing up. Well, we appreciate <laughs> you switching back and forth. Yeah, thank you so yeah. much. So what made you get out of your, your mama's house? Man, I'm black, like, to a, a default. So, like, when I turned 18, my mom was like, it's time to go. I was like, wait, you didn't teach me how to budget? Like, you ain't teach me how to pay bills on time? Like, you don't want to do none of that? She's like, nah, you got to get it on your own. Like, that's all I had to do. So, like, I had to spend, like, the next maybe, like, five, six years messing up my credit and trying to figure out everything. Like, but they don't teach you that type of stuff. I mean, luckily, now I got my daughter. I make sure she know all of that stuff. Like, So you moved like, out because your parents made you? Pretty much. Yep, I, get I know it. how that goes. All right, thank you. Hello, who's this? This is Tisha Mack. Oh, my God. What's up, Tish? I'm going to tell you the truth. I had my whole spiel on what I was going to say, but I'm so shocked I got through right now. I'm like a deer in headlights. <laughs> Come on, Mac. Come on now. Like let's let's, let's walk you through this. Return to the Mac, baby. I'm in North Carolina. Um... And you're from South Carolina. My name's Tisha Mack in North Carolina. Tish, calm down, Tish. Tish, Tish, breathe. Okay, why'd you move out of your parents' house? Come on, now, I'm going to hit you music for you. Return of the Mac. Go. Okay, I moved out of my mama's house because I became a grown woman and a Mm -hmm. teenage woman and another woman. We was bumping heads too much, so I left. I left early and never went back. And I'm a realtor here in Thaven, North Carolina, so if you're trying to get out your mama's house, call me. <laughs> there you go. Give that was a great plan. Give me your information, Tisha. North Carolina, Google me. No, no, no. Give me your email, man. You got millions of people listening right now. We're trying to help you. My email is tmattherealtor in Fayetteville, North Carolina, all surrounding areas. If you're trying to get out your mama's house, hit me up. I also um, pair up with a credit repair company. So we have a no bias left behind. If you want a house, I can hook you up. There you Return go. Return of the Mac. Thanks, Tim. 800-585-1051. What made you move out your parents' home? Call us now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We're asking, what made you move out your parents' home? This came from Charlemagne's Donkey of the Day. Yes, Donkey of the Day went to a young man named, well, he's not young. He's 39 years old. He's from <laughs> San Antonio, Texas. His name is James Garcia. Okay, and James Garcia killed his mother's dog because his mom wouldn't let him have sex in her house because he's 39 years old and still lives at home with his parents. True scrub. Mm. The reason T-Boz Left Eye and Chili made the song is because of guys like James. Chucky. Yo. What made you move out your parents' home, Chucky? I had to, I was a parent before I had kids, man. Mama Love always made me watch my brothers and sisters 
while she went out to work and stuff. So as soon as they got old enough to stay in the crib dolo, I got old enough to get the fuck up out of there. That, my friends. That was smart. Whoa. That was smart. You know what? Because I, I think my daughter might run out now because every once in a while I'll be like, hey, hey, Maddie, can you watch so-and-so? She give me that look like, all right, these ain't my kids now. So basically you moved out because you got tired of being a babysitter. You doing that. You got tired of being a babysitter. Yeah, I got tired of being a babysitter. That's a fact, y'all. I mean, I get it. All right, bro. Hello, who's this? Yo, this is Dominique. Hey, Dominique, what made you move out your parents' crib, bro? Man, just the fact that I was 21, man. I think once you turn 21, you can start drinking and partying. You should be able to uh, hold your own, be responsible for yourself, get out, work, you know, pay bills. That's right. If I you can't hold you. your liquor, you got to hold your own. Hello, who's this? Yo, this is Slay, man. Slay, what made you get out your parents' crib, bro? Yo, man. I used to come in the house like three hours in the morning, so even though I had a key, right, yo, she would put the chain on the door, son. So where, where so would you sleep? I had to go back downstairs in my car, sleep in my car. Like I'm oh, my gosh. You know she was trying to get you to move out. That's par <laughs> Parents have little subtle ways of telling your black ass it's time to go, and that was one of them. Hey, yo, look. Hey, yo, look. And I'm like, yo, ma. Yo, I know she heard me, son. I'm sticking my head through the door like, yo, ma. Open the door, but she got the chain on. And then, of course, my sister's not going to open the door because he told me to open the door for him when he come in at, uh, at that time of the morning. Aren't you, you glad you moved out, though? Aren't you glad? Yeah, I went to East New York with my other sister, and that worked out. <laughs> See, he left his mom's house, went to his sister's house. So you ain't really moved out, bro. You ain't really moved out. No, not really, no. Nah. And you still live there you, now? Were you helping your sister pay the bills, at least? Nah, that's a negative, yo. Oh, my God. Do you live on your own now, at least, sir? Nope. Nah, man, I've been married, man. I'm, I've been with my wife six years, man. I'm good. I got so, you, so you left your you sister pay and those, with your wife. <laughs> <laughs> Are you helping pay those bills, at least? Of course. <laughs> okay, just check. his wife into his mama house. That's what he did. <laughs> Thank you, bro. Hello, who's this? Hey, this Yaz. I'm from Jersey. What made you move out your parents' house? Well, actually, it was my uncle. My grandparents were trying to kick him out because he had his whole family staying there. He hit my grandmother in the face and beat my grandfather up. Oh, yeah, that'll do it. Yeah, and then they let him back, and now he's back there with a whole new family. Lord have mercy. Goodness gracious. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, well, thank you, Mama. What's the moral of the story? The moral of the story is sex is, sex is a luxury. Okay, so if you want to have sex, then you should have your own place. Like, you're not entitled to be able to have sex in your parents' house. And if you're still living with your parents, how about put your priorities in order? And Poom Poom should be last on the list. Getting a job and getting out of your parents' house should be first and second. Okay, and then the poom poom comes with the luxury of being on your own. All right. Now you it doesn't, Steve? <laughs> <laughs> Steven is like, that is not true. I've been on my own, and I can't get laid. <laughs> he got a job. Wow. He got his own place. Steve said he got a job, fund. he got his own place, and his retirement fund, and a car, and he still can't get laid. When's the last time you seen a, a woman, Steve? Seen a woman? No, let, let's listen. Said, who knows? Let's, let's, let's put this all in perspective. Okay. Steve has a job. Does. He has a car. He does. He has his own place and his retirement fund. Right. It's him. It's, it's you, Steve. Steve. You're the reason you can't get laid. Don't think I ever thought of that. It's you. <laughs> it's definitely you. <laughs> My goodness, Steve. We got some lotion up here for Steve. All no. right, we got, we got rumors on the way. Yes, let's talk about some haters, a couple of haters being called out. All right, we'll get into that next. Keep it locked. This is The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Morning, everybody. It's DJ MV Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Let's get to the rumors. Let's talk Nikki versus Wendy. It's this is the Rumor Report with Angela Yee on The Breakfast Club.
Yes, now the barbs feel like uh, Wendy Williams was taking shots at Nicki Minaj because they've been having their back and forth all because Wendy Williams keeps speaking negatively about Nicki Minaj and her marriage and her husband. Well, here's what Wendy said on her show that has the barbs up in arms. Like, there's this soon-to-be washed-up rapper who can't keep my name out of its mouth. And I, I love it. I sit here like, okay, keep talking. <laughs> Ooh. So you already know what happens when the barbs get mad. They've been on social media blasting Wendy Williams for this. You think that's who Wendy was trying to talk about? Uh, probably. I mean, and I could be wrong, but didn't Wendy start with Nikki? Yes. Yeah. So if Wendy started with Nikki, why is Wendy saying that Nikki always keeps her name in her mouth? I don't know. <laughs> it's like, once again, you can't put certain things out there, and then when the artist responds, now you upset with the artist. Like, I don't understand the logic there. Like, it doesn't make any sense. All right. Now, another person who is calling out a hater is Steph Curry. Steph Curry is made a, well, he made a little joke about Michael Jordan because Michael Jordan does have some great sneakers. And here's what he had to say. We had E-40 on our show. He yeah. said that, you know, he wears your sneakers. How do you get rappers and entertainers to wear your shoes? Do you ever send shoes to any of your haters? Sign them and, like, here you <laughs> nah, go? Not yet. I might have to set up a little service like that, though. All right. Might have to send them to MJ. Uh, Steph's still upset that MJ said he's not a Hall of Famer. I would be upset about that because he is. He definitely is. He is a Hall of Famer, but he's technically not a Hall of Famer yet because he's still playing. Yeah, but Michael Jordan didn't mean it like that. I, don't th I, I honestly think Michael just didn't want to get fined for tampering. So I think Michael didn't want to say too too many good things about him because he's an owner. So when you're an owner and you say too many good things about a player, they'll fine you for tampering. So I think he just said that so he don't get fined. I really do. Or he could have said, or he could have said, I don't want to say too many good things. So let's leave it there. All right, now Judge Greg Mathis has donated fifty thousand bottles of water to Flint School, so that's a positive things. Uh, his donation came after a twelve-year-old activist. Uh, Mariana Copney, who is known as Little Miss Flint, raised over $130,000 to create a long-term sustainable solution to the water crisis by bringing state-of-the-art water filters to underserved communities. So we love it. We love when people do positive things in the community. Uh, now let's talk about HBO. They are setting up a pop-up experience, Our Stories to Tell, and that's going to be with Robin Thede, Gabrielle Dennis, Sarunas Jackson, and more. So that is going to happen November 15th through November 17th. If anybody wants to take place in that they're creating our stories to tell now Irv Gotti talks about how he actually talks to his daughter about her sex life and her boyfriend and all of that here's what he had to say on TMZ live I may get backlash for this but I told my daughter when we had the talk of birds and a beat I told her sex feels good just make sure it's respectful you know what I'm saying? And I told her boyfriend, just, you know, always be respectful. Oh, wow. wow. Can, can I ask you, so wow. you actually sat the boyfriend down and had a talk with him? I pulled a gun out on him. I shouldn't say that. Oh, my wait, God. No, wait, oh, no, my wait, God. Wait, wait, but wait. But I was wait, only wait, joking. Wait, I was wait, joking. Wait. But I have a great relationship with her boyfriend. She's been with her boyfriend for like eight years. I, I really like the guy. Lord have mercy. And maybe he shouldn't have said he pulled out the gun. You know, he said he was joking, though. Yeah. yeah. He no, he said no he was joking when he pulled the gun on uh, the young man. You don't joke when you pull guns out on people. Here's, right. Here's the thing. Whether you're checking hymens or pulling guns on boyfriends, it's all a matter of fathers being overprotective. The reason people aren't mad at Herb over those comments is because pulling guns on people seems more normal than hearing a father say he questions the gynecologist about the, 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 the state of her hymen. Um, now, Lamar Odom because is engaged, be so congratulations. Shouldn't people be outraged about that? Yes. Like, that's just as bad. You pull a gun on a yeah, kid. Yeah, you should be pulling a gun on, like, on a young man. Absolutely shouldn't be. It's, uh, whatever. But you know what? It's, it's one of those things you see so many, and you see that so much it's in normalized. movies. Yeah, yeah. It's normalized. It's normalized. 
All right, now Lamar Odom is engaged. Uh, congratulations to him, to his girlfriend, Sabrina Parr. So he put, introducing my new fiance, soon to be Mrs. Parr Odom. She is the one. Things happen pretty quickly. They've been together for about three months. So, I mean, if she's the one, I guess she's the one after three months, right? Congratulations to Lamar Odom. Seems like he's getting it together. Didn't him and Chloe right, get, get engaged mad fast, too? Yes, I believe. Uh, yeah. I remember that story correctly. Yeah. And yeah. then they had a reality show and did all of that, and things did not end up going so well. <laughs> All right, I'm Angela Yee, and that is your rumor report. All right, thank you, Miss Yee. Now, up next, we got the People's Choice Mix. Get you requested. And shout to Revolt, man. Shout to our guy, Steve, man. We'll see you guys tomorrow. Everybody else, the People's Choice Mix is up next. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. EJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Now, be safe out there. Angela Yee reported earlier that is a cold front hitting the, uh, hitting the, in the south, right? Yeah, and actually right now I'm in Cleveland and I'm looking out the window in the studio and it's snowing really hard and I'm headed to Chicago where the conditions aren't so great and a lot of flights have been canceled. So we'll see what happens. But shout out to everybody in Cleveland. We had lip service live here last night. So I want to thank everybody who partook in that. Raconia was on there. So shout out to Ricky Smith, the comedian. And you know him from the Random Acts of Kindness everywhere also. He does those Random Acts of Kindness. Mm -hmm. That's my guy. Also, shout out to Rip Flames and uh, Aki, all from out here in Cleveland. We had a great time at Lip Service Live. Now I'm headed to Chicago next. Hopefully we get out of here today. We'll see uh, based on the weather. But we'll be with Freddie Gibbs. Uh, we'll be with G Herbo. We'll be with Amory. And we'll be with Shauna all in Chicago. So if you're in Chicago, make sure you come and see us. That is the last date on the Lip Service Tour. So there you have it. And listen, man, I want to salute my guy, too, man, DJ Frosty. Shout out to Frosty. Yeah, Frosty, my, my brother, DJFrosty.com. He got married in Columbia, South Carolina on Sunday. Uh, I was the best man in his wedding, me and my guy, Malik. I've never been a best man in uh, nobody's wedding, and that's only because, like, all my bros are, are just hanging up their whole, 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 whole jerseys. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So being that they just getting out their whole phases. That's a conversation that we need to have on a, a, another day. What's that? Men take way longer to get out their whole phases than women do. Yep, they do. And, mm -hmm. you know, once we do get out of our whole phase, we want to settle it down. But salute to my bro, DJ Frosty, man. Uh, I got so drunk on Sunday because I just get so caught up in the whole celebration of love and weddings. And, oh, it was such a good time, man. That's all that matters is just have a good time. You like to see brothers uh, doing well. And I never drank Tito's because I always look at Tito's and wonder what is this cheap-ass vodka. Mm -hmm. But people really enjoy Tito's. Yep. And that's all they had at the bar. So I was drinking Tito's and tonic. Boy, I felt good. But I had a hangover on Monday. Oh, boy. Yeah. All right. Well, shout out to DJ Frosty again. When My we guy. Come back, we come back. We and, got his, and his beautiful note. bride, Chantel, as and well. Chantel, that's right. Yes. When we come back, positive notice to Breakfast Club. Good morning. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. That's and before you close out, I also want to shout out Real 106.1 out here in Cleveland. You know, we're on out here in Cleveland in the mornings. Mm -hmm. And everybody at Real 106.1 has been amazing. I met the whole staff out last night at Lip Service Live. They came out and supported. Dope. And right now I'm in the studio and they took great care of me out here. So shout out to everybody in Cleveland and Real 106.1. Gotcha. Okay. All right. You got a positive note, Charlamagne? Yes, man. I just would like to tell somebody out there this morning because I feel like they need to hear this. It is better to fail in originality than to succeed in imitation. Be yourself. Breakfast club, bitches! Y'all finished or y'all done?